Eating good food should be easy. Whether you're stuck in a rut for inspiration or just can't get organized to cook, this is a game changer. Real Plans is a meal planner with superpowers. It creates a custom plan to suit your family's size, busy schedule, and ever-changing needs. Your subscription will give you access to all of their meal plans, including options for gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, and vegetarian diet. You can even add recipes from your favorite bloggers like Whole30, Wellness Mama, Nom Nom Paleo, and a ton more. With Real Plans, you'll get a personalized weekly meal plan with adjustable portion sizes, access to over 1,500 original homestyle recipes, an automatic shopping list, and a recipe importer to add your own favorite recipes. Real Plants is available on iOS and Android platforms and has a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time if it's just not working for you. Head over to elisathearnista.com and find our Real Plans banner over on the right-hand side to get you started. Everybody and welcome to the Elisa the Yarnista podcast. This will be episode number 127 for us. My name is Mike. By my side, as always, stitching away is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How are you doing today, Elisa? I'm good. I'm going to finish a sweater tonight. Like while we're <laughs> recording the podcast? I'm thinking so. That would be amazing. I think I can finish this 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 bad boy before we're done. Do you want to start talking about that bad boy, or do you want to wait until we get to the music part to talk about it? Let's wait till we get to the music part, because I don't have anything else for because the music part. Because it's official? Well, I mean, it's not going to be done done at that point, because that's only like, what, four minutes from now, but... Maybe, well, we'll see well, how maybe. long we can stretch this out. We can talk about your stuff that you did this last weekend, too. Well, I, trust me, I got a plan for that, too. Oh, well, apparently I am not in charge here. But since when have you been in charge? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us here at episode 127. My name is Mike, and by my side, as always, is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How are you doing today, Elisa? I'm good. I just found out I'm not in charge, though, so... Of, of well, no, of this. Okay. I have all the buttons and controls within my reach over here. I am in charge of the Yarn Kingdom. That's true. Firefly Fibers, though, so that's really all I need. That's probably, yeah, that's, that's probably that's more, more than important. enough. That's enough responsibility. I would, I would say that's more than enough responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. everybody, thank you for joining us. My name is Mike. Hi, Mike. By my side, and wait, I feel like we've been through this before. Mm-hmm. We did that. How are you? I'm well, except that uh, the time change has me all upset because it's dark in the morning when I wake up. Have we talked about this already? It yeah. still is making me angry. I feel like we're having a groundhog day right now. It's a little better. It's been a couple of weeks since the time changed, but it's still on my nerves and making me upset. I just don't like waking up in the dark. That's all there is to it. It's I hate it. get better pretty soon, though. Yeah, give me another month or so. Although it is nice when I get out of the gym now at like 7 o'clock, it's not pitch black out, and it's like... Still a little bit light on my part of my drive home because I usually get home around quarter to eight or eight or depending on when I get out of the gym. Mm-hmm. And it's not pitch black out. So there's there's a, a ray of sunshine, Elisa. There's a ray of sunshine. At least something good is happening. Not just the ray of sunshine that you see when you get home and there's me and Rollo waiting exactly. for you. No, there's, there's sunshine all the way home. Most of the way home. 
So if you want to help us out, you can go to lisathearnisa.com. That's Lisa's blog. Over on the right-hand side, we've got some affiliate things going on over there for real plans and stuff like that. If you want to check out some of that kind of fun stuff and help us here, you also help yourself because there's some pretty cool stuff over there on that side. If you want to interact with us on the show, you can ask us questions. You can send comments, suggestions, ideas, any thoughts you may have on the show. Send us an email, podcast at elisathearnista.com, and uh, we will read that. And we'll respond to it on the show, if it's appropriate for responding on the show, because not everything is appropriate for responding on a show. We're family friendly here. We're family friendly, and we, do, we, don't, we don't do the swears. On the show. On the show. That's why, that's why I put that in there, because just to be, if, if I feel like ever making a swear, I can just hit that button. I can just... If you need to enhance the sentence. Exactly. Get out those sentence enhancers. All right, Elisa. You've been stitching away. I hope we uh, stretched this out long enough and gave you enough time. I'm probably going to stab myself now. So let's talk about it. What are you working on? Where where do you want to start with this? Because this is... This was actually a fast knit once I got going. When I... Before I got... well, Well, when I got going with this version... Version of what, Elisa? Of my soul being cardigan. Yeah. Um, which it means sunray. It looks like a sunray. It does. Um, so I finished all of the knitting on it. I think it was last. Was it last Monday? I don't know. I think it was last Monday, and then I did the blocking, and no, I think I finished the knitting. I don't know. It was it was sometime. Um, you finished it sometime. It was sometime this last week. I oh. finished all the knitting and then I washed it and, um, no, I didn't wash it until this week. I didn't wash it before I did anything. So I think I finished up the, I think I finished up the second sleeve last, this Saturday, this last Saturday night. Nope. That was my goal. I think before we went to a uh, birthday. Yeah. So, um, I'm just tying off my knot here. I'm going to tie this off before I, uh poke myself with it or lose my needle um so we i finished knitting the second sleeve which again magic loop and uh i don't know if i talked about this magic loop and uh three colors in the round is not the best at all no yeah you did mention that that you didn't have a whole lot of fun with that part of the project it was it, it wasn't as bad the second time because i it felt like it was forever the first time but apparently it was only two rounds of like less than 60 stitches. That doesn't sound so bad. No, it was, it was still, it was still rough. So I, uh, got the second sleeve done and, um, I wanted to have it done for Sunday for your dad's birthday party gathering. Not a birthday party. Gathering. Birthday gathering. Because we were going to be outside and I thought it'd be really nice for being outside. Yeah. But it there was no chance of that getting done. I think I went to bed or something instead of and slept instead of finishing it. So um, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it turned out though. So we I took it and I decided well I'm gonna take it with me, um, and I oh no I finished the second sleeve that morning before I left when I woke up at like four o'clock and couldn't sleep. Nice. That's when I finished the sleeve. Good use of time. And then I finished the ribbing on the wrong size needle when I got done and I needed to do my tubular bind off. I tried to find my eight and I couldn't find my eight. I'm like, why do I only have nines? And I look at the needles that were in there and they were eights. Your nines were eights? Yeah. So I had to redo the, I redid, I think I redid the ribbing on the way there. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing. 
But and then I did a tubular bind off. That's really the only modification I made to the overall sweater was I did a tubular cast on and bind off for the one by one rib, and then I did a five stitch steak instead of the two stitch pearl, just because I wasn't gonna do it on a I wasn't gonna reinforce it on a sewing machine. So I got the one sleeve done, and then uh, Sunday evening by the campfire, I uh, reinforced my steak and took the scissors to it. Cut it up. I cut it up, and then uh, Monday I picked up the the button band, and I finished it up on Monday, and then I washed it and dried it, and it's uh, I'm sewing on buttons right now. And I went with, I'm doing snaps, so I have snaps between the two layers, so I didn't have to space my buttonhole, so it was really easy because I didn't have to line things up. And I can change out my uh, my buttons later if I want to. Snaps would snaps would make me nervous on a construction like that. I feel like it would pull apart the stitches or something. Feel feel how easy it comes apart. Though. I'm afraid. It's I'm not, not. I don't really want to. Yeah. It comes apart pretty easy. I mean, I'm not going to, like, you know, rip it open or anything. No. and Like, like I'm going to go crazy and flash someone and rip like, it open. I mean, you could. But, no, I just pop my nail in there and pull it apart, my, my thumbnail. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, ideally, I should have a ribbon behind it but I to reinforce it, but I don't want to go find a ribbon because there isn't good ribbon anymore, so. You don't have any ribbon in your sewy, crafty room? No, not good ribbon for a sweater, so. Um, so yeah, and I ended up going, I ended up picking antler buttons after going to Joanne's and Walmart. Yes. You went all over the town of Beaver Dam trying to find buttons for things and it, uh, and I found the perfect buttons at Firefly Fibers, but there were only three. Yeah. So then I ended up going with antler buttons that were also from Firefly Fibers and there's six. And I think they're, I think they look really nice. Is it how many it's supposed to have is six, or does it matter? Well, that's how many I'm putting on it. Whatever you want. I'm putting six on it, so. No, I think they turned out really good. I think think the buttons look nice. Yeah, they look good. The coloring matches Mm -hmm. with the sweater really well. Yep. So, um, I'm, my, my goal tonight is to finish it up. I have three snaps left to, or three snap halves left to sew on, and then two buttons, and, um, my goal is to be able to wear it to the store tomorrow for Sweater Club Open Knitting. Fun. So I can show it off. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I do think I might consider knitting it again. I think it would be really pretty in some, like, brown tones or some subtle greens. Because I think this one is, because of, like, the, the gradation from, like, the top down. Because it is, it's it's pretty delicate. You don't need, like, high con- like high contrast yarns mm-hmm. to, like, show off the, the design of it. I think... I, this would be really pretty if I was just doing like greens or like you're doing a little like two of one color and then like one like muted for like the little light rays in it because it's they're just it's lines it's not like a design like some yeah. that you have to like identify so it, it, it can be more subtle and we have some really pretty greens well it's a sun ray you should do it in like red and yellow and orange that actually might be kind of pretty. We have a like real nice seventies like kitchen sweater. Like, a, like we have a nice golden heather, and then we have a rust heather, and um, there's a really pretty uh, red called brick. There you go. Let's do it. No, I'll I'll do some greens. Okay, fine. So, but yeah, and it softened up so much after it was washed. So, and I tried it on, and it fits. 
So that's important. It's a little bit longer than um, I went a little bit longer than the pattern said because I felt it was like 13 and a half or 12 and a half inches from for the for the length of the body from the underarm. And I just felt like that was way too short for a normal sweater. Yeah. So I went a little bit longer because I don't want to like bend over when I'm wearing, you know, my sweater that my Lopi sweater is supposed to be keeping me warm. I don't want to bend over and then my back is exposed and then yeah. I'm cold. So. I went a little Everybody can see your tramp sleeves. stamp. Yeah, I don't have one of those. You don't? No. Oh. Nope. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm When I was finishing that second sleeve, I thought I am really excited to knit with something that is not lopy. And then as soon as I steaked it and washed it up, then I really, really just want to knit another lopy sweater. Because the yarn absolutely just, it, it transforms after it's been washed. Yeah. Yeah, it's so soft and it's so warm and yeah, it's just it's it has a nice halo and yeah, it's just it's it's really really wonderful yarn. So yeah. So now it all is said and done. You started the sweater twice. You finished it once. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for people that may be doing this sweater or looking for a sweater idea? I think anybody that's doing pros and cons. <laughs> Let's make a list. Anyone a that's doing a sweater in with color work. I think you should, even if you're not looking for like the, like to see if they're high contrasting, I think you should take a picture of your colors. And I haven't done that with the colors that I originally picked, but I suspect that if I took a picture of them and looked at them, I would be like, oh, that is bad. It was not a good combination. I think because colors look different and things look different when you take a picture of them. Okay. So if you take, even if you take a picture of them and look at them in color, that can help you make a decision because things are going to look different as a still image. Hmm. So, um... Yeah, that that would be, and as much as everybody gives me grief for you know not getting outside of my my neutral box, I am very comfortable there, and that's what I, I wear my I, greens and grays and browns, and I wear a lot of earth tones, and that's what I like. And I think I, I probably this this was a I'm sure there would I can come up with a good example at some point in the future of you know, why you should step outside of your box, but this sweater was not that. Well, didn't Julie talk about that when she was at the yeah. shop? What did, what did she did say? She, I was going to say, what did she say? I think she said you should step outside of your box, but yeah. I'm like, I kind of like being in my box. Well, that's the point. Everybody likes being there, but if you're going to... think, I think if you step outside of your box, baby step outside. Don't shock yourself ah, like I did with my hot, end. like I, my hot pink sweater that I knit, and I'll never wear. I'm, I'm. Everybody so says it looks it. really good, and that's not nothing to do with the sweater. That's all on you. you just I get feel used like everybody's staring it. at me. Well, they might be because you're wearing a nice looking pink sweater. And it's hot pink, and it's like, hey, look at me, and that's what hot pink does. What did you think when you picked that color? That's what they I do. Thought it'd be fun to knit. Was it? It was fun to knit. Well, I just don't enjoy wearing it. You should. Wear it around the house and get used to it, then then go out in public. <clears throat> well, you talk about baby steps. We'll get you there. You can get me there? Yeah. Baby, baby step. Uh, oh, what, how does it? Baby step to the... Oh, like, what about Bob? I don't remember what about Bob that well. Oh, it is a good movie. We should watch it again. No, we should. I watched it on an airplane once. And I was <laughs> sitting there laughing, and the guy next to me was wondering what was going on. Well, if you can see you watching the movie, that shouldn't be... Yeah, so know exactly what's going on. Maybe he didn't wasn't familiar with what about Bob. That's well, I guess it's possible. Was he really old? No. Was he really young? No, he didn't no. look like he was much fun. No, oh, well, there you go. That's the problem. He didn't. He didn't bother me and ask me about my knitting. So I'm guessing he probably wasn't very much fun. But 
I usually I get asked about my knitting all the time. Oh, I'm sure. So, oh, and speaking of like knitting thing, I I was going to text you about this today when I was at the store. There were literally like, I mean, it was a nice day. Literally four, at least four people that walked by the store in a half an hour time span and stopped to look at our cardboard sheep in the front window. Everybody likes a cardboard sheep. It was so funny. There was one lady out there tapping on it and she's like, you should make me one of these, but out of wood. So yeah, they, uh, to her husband. So yeah. I don't know why anybody would, I mean, the thing is huge. What yeah. would a normal person do I with, who, regardless of the material, what are you going to do with it? I don't know. But I thought it was I mean, interesting. It's made that... to be a store display thing. It's not going to be a home decor. I guess you could use it as a side table or something. It's got a lot of <laughs> things on it. Cranky. You could pants. set like eight glasses on it or, or knickknacks. You could put all your knickknacks and paddy wax on it. You put all your it. balls of yarn in there. But if you don't knit. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting though because it seems yarn like specific to put on your display sheep. It seems like it goes in spurts where everybody's like, "Oh, look, it's a sheep!" And today, people, I think it was just nice out and people were in a good mood and they're like, "Oh, look at the sheep. We need to name him." No, no, because eventually it's going to get all junky looking, and then we got to burn it, and then like we're burning Phil, and that's no good. Well, okay, you just named him. No, that's not like his name. Puxatani Phil. Sure, he's like the groundhog. Except it's a cardboard sheep. It's mm-hmm. nothing actually like a groundhog. So, yeah. So I didn't. Oh, I did. I mean, it's it's not really impressive. I did also um, pull out of uh, the retirement or the 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 dust riddled corner. Of you have a dust riddled corner? Well, not really. Um, my uh, find your fade. I managed to get myself. Um, Get my stitch count correct on the way to the birthday gathering. Huh? Is this the third one? The what? Your third find your fade. This is my first one. Oh. Why would it be my third? It's been like three years. No, it it will be a year next month. Oh, okay. Everybody else had like three months to finish it. But um, yeah, so I'm on my fourth color. I'm I'm getting ready. I'm starting the lace on it. But I got the stitch count correct on the way to your dad's on Sunday in the car. And then I got one row of lace done. So I got two rows done on the way to your dad's. But my stitch count is right. I'm back on track. I want to get it done because I want to wear it because it's perfect for spring. Which it officially is spring now. It is. Is that the next one you're going to finish? Is that the plan? That is my plan. I, I don't have... I have to cast on... I don't have... Well, I do have a sweater on the needles. Did you tell me that I, there's time for me to still work on my linen one and get cast Probably. on something else now? Probably. Yeah, I, I have I have a few ideas of what I want to do for another sweater, but I really want to get some stuff off the needles right now. So like your find your fade? My find your fade. That one's going to take a while. The new knit along has to go on the needles this weekend. So I'm going to be focusing on that for probably the next week, week and a half so we can launch that. That will be exciting. Can you say what it is yet? No. Okay. But it's going to be exciting. It'll be exciting when you can say what it is. Oh, it's exciting right now. Well, I just for you, not for everybody else. Trust it's just me. Mean for everybody else. They should trust me. So, um, and, and I have to wait for some more yarn to come. S'mores? S'more s'mores, yarn, s'more yarn. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So, that would be like right in your color palette too. It would. Yep. Poop colors. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You should. Oh, you should. Who can talk to Julie? Somebody can make a s'more yarn for you. That would go, that'd be really good, like a whole firefly yarn, firefly line of yarn. You could have a firefly color, which would be like a yellow, 
and Yellowish black green. and stuff. And then you could have the Samora color, like all kinds of oh. uh, like summer colors. So which is all of them, I guess. I'm <laughs> if you count flowers and vegetables. That's pretty much what we have in the birds color palette. And aminals. Except for red. Except for red. We don't have a red in Julie's yarns. Oh, well, not yet. She's working She's on trying. it. She's trying. She's taking a break. She's taking a breather. From red. Um, so I am going to try and get some socks finished. I just, I want to try and get some stuff off the needles right now. How much do you have on the needles right now? I don't think there's as much as I think there is. Well, yeah. I, I, I have like three pairs of DK weight socks. How are your, your Advent socks? No. How are those going? We're not talking about those. Oh. We have, have, I have a sock going. You have three other pairs? I think what's going to happen is those Advent socks, I think are going to become like a really good, like, because we're going to be doing a lot of um, like airplane and travel and stuff this summer. So those will be really good to kind of take along because the balls are small and it takes a while to knit it up. So I think those are going to be traveling socks. But that's not until when's when's your first. I'm still going to work on them. Airplane flight. I'm still going to work on them. I'm still going to work on how, them. How are your uh, your 2017 Advent yarns going? Huh? Your Elisa, your 2017. They Advent are yarns. perfectly protected in the book box that they came in. The book box. Oh, the book box. Yep. The display. The display container. box that that elizabeth and i put together for everybody so yeah they're all they're all they'll be fine they'll be fine i'll work on them at some point no i gotta get i I have three pairs of sport weight socks in the needles right now i need to get like at least two of those off i would think so why yeah yeah. because some of them are really close to being done so just finish them then yeah well that's what i'm trying to do do. that's what i'm trying to do so i have to get um i'm hoping we're gonna have a lull pretty soon i keep hoping for that that's funny but I'm thinking I, there might be a lull pretty seems soon. seems like a bad move for business to have a lull. No, I mean a lull with like what I have to d- be doing all yeah. the time. So I, I'm thinking because we, we're coming off of, of winter right now and um, tax season and all of we had a bunch of really big events like two weeks in a row that we were planning for. So um, hopefully going into April we'll be a little bit a little bit more laid back and I can start working on some shop samples and other fun stuff. So. And I can wear this sweater every day until it's really too warm. Until it's, it's stinky because you wore it every day? I can wash it. Oh. I can wash it. So, yeah, and I did. I When I washed it, I spun it out in the, the washing machine, which, have I talked about that? I don't know. Not the, to me. So. I don't think. My secret to drying stuff quickly is um, I wash it in a in a basin in the in the bathroom with the lopi i do uh i i do probably two or three washes with uh some sort of a, a wool wash that has lanolin in it and then um and then i do the the last one that i do i do with either um like hair conditioner or i have like an intense like hair conditioner like a like it's like a 15 minute hair treatment that i um had a little bit left over. It wasn't quite enough for me, but I used some of that and then some other conditioner um, and then let it soak that last time. And then I drain out enough of the water so I don't, you know, slosh water all over down the stairs, mm-hmm. the two flights of stairs to the basement. And then I dump it in the in the washing machine. Um, and Lopi is definitely not a super wash, but it's okay to put it in the washing machine as long as it's just spinning. 
Yeah. So I did this with my West Coast cardigan and that Briggs and Little, that country roving is definitely not a super wash either. That's like even less of a super wash than this. Um, but all it is is centrifugal force and it just gets out so much more moisture. You don't have to deal with yeah. having a bunch of wet towels and stepping on things and distorting them out of shape. And I feel like it gets less abuse um, going through spin, the spin cycle on the washing machine than it does if you're wrapping you're up in towels and, and oh, rolling yeah. it and stepping on it. And For sure. And some people are terrified of putting stuff in the washing machine. I'm like, no, as long as it's not going to go through a wash cycle, yeah. it's it's it, it's it'll be fine. Um so, yeah, I literally, this is, some of this, like, up in the top is, it's three layers thick because there's three colors in, like, the whole midsection of this thing. So there's, like, what, three inches probably, mm-hmm. like, that much that's all three colors. That takes a long time to dry. So I, but it, it dried overnight. I didn't even, I didn't put a fan on it or anything. It yep. dried overnight. And with this one, I dried it inside out. Um, so all the all the floats and everything were on the outside, and then I turned it right side out. And I could have turned it right side out sooner. Um, so I had some creases that were kind of weird, um, but I just took the iron and steamed them out. So. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I spin everything out in the washing machine. And super washes, especially like this, the, the Find Your Fade, when I'm done with that, I'll wash it by hand still, but I'm going to spin it out in the washing machine, and I'll put it in the dryer probably for five minutes just to kind of get a little bit more of that moisture out and fluff mm-hmm. it back up and get it a little bit under control because a lot of times super washes when they when they come out after they've been wet it's like you when you when you're little and you go or anytime if you go in and you get your hair cut and you cut your bangs and they they pull them down and then they uh. cut and then they spring up because hair when it's wet it has more elasticity sure so it stretches down but then when it dries it shrinks up so um so yeah just uh, putting the find your fade and I, I got a lot of messages when we did the find your fade knit along from people that were worried because it came out of the the bath and it looked big enough to cover an elephant yeah which is good if you're trying to cover an elephant but which we've had that story on we did canadian canoes but i don't think that was the knitter's intention probably not i'm guessing they wanted to wear that so, themselves yeah so yeah just throw it in the washing machine and spin it out as long as you, your washing machine doesn't hold it hostage because like i know a, some of the washing machines are Oh, they lock for they lock. your protection? Yeah. So you don't so, die in your washing machine, hopefully? Yeah, so you don't open it. And, you know, like ours is all duct tape, so yeah, it'll run with no the lid open now. There's no safety features on our washing machine anymore. <laughs> or our dryer. Oh, that's nothing, just, nothing is safe in our house. No, that's, got, that's just duct tape, so it'll run. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So that's what I'll... Yeah, I do that with all of my sweaters, though, because most of my sweaters, even my West Coast cardigan, d- dried in like a day and a half, and that thing is really, really thick. So, yeah, put it in the washing machine. Don't be afraid to spin it out. Amy Herzog does it, and she knows what she's doing, and she's knit a lot of sweaters. Uh, I'm guessing there's a lot of people that do that, and that's well, you know, there are a lot of people that do, but there are a lot of people that are that are that are afraid to do it, and sure. and it's absolutely. I can understand. Fine. You spend so much time making something like that, you don't want to ruin it before you even have a chance to wear it after you've washed it. So, and then we're all told, don't put it in the washing machine. Well, right. don't put it in the washing machine to wash it, but. Put it in the washing yeah, machine to toss it in there with all your yeah. towels and all that stuff. You nah, just put it in a spin cycle and it's good. Yep. Yep. So that's what I do to get stuff to dry fast. What else? I think that's all I got. I'm going to keep sewing my buttons on, my snaps and my buttons. All right. So if you would like to purchase some Lopi or buttons... 
Hedgehog fibers. We got a new batch of hedgehog fibers in at the store, too. Batch of hedgehog. If you want to buy a whole batch of hedgehog fibers, you can do that. Go to fireflyfibers.com. That is the local yarn shop that Elisa and I own right here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin, which is the town in which we live. And you can get all that good stuff and more. Make sure you put at least $100 worth of stuff into your cart because when you check out, that'll qualify you then for free shipping on your entire order as long as you, you live. You know what? As long as it's being shipped... Within the United States. You, you don't have to live in the U.S., yeah, just you, as long as you're shipping it If somewhere. you're shipping it, you, mm-hmm. you maybe can buy it as a gift, or you could ship it to a friend in the United States, and they could ship it to you wherever you are. That would be, I don't know why you would do that, but you ship could. Ship it to your family and have your family come visit you to deliver it personally. Sure, that would be fun. So if you order $100 worth of stuff, and you are in the United States of America, you can have it shipped to you for free. Um, we will also, I haven't gotten... I'll probably won't be sending an email out until probably Tuesday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, we've been doing a lot of spring cleaning at the store. So there are some odd lots that are on the website now under sale. If you just go to the go to um, shop and then click on that, it'll give you options. Um, and if you click on sale, there's a bunch of odd lots in there. So there's some uh, there's actually some Brooklyn tweed in there. Neat. That are odd lots that because we're when we get new new stuff, new yarn in, we get rid of the the dye lots that don't match just so we keep consistency for everybody else so and there i think the brooklyn tweet is 20 percent off and i put some sugar bush bold on there today that's 30 percent off so there's some there's a bunch of stuff on there now very cool i just thought about this did you Uh-oh. talk at all about the sticking of the sweater there was such a big oh. deal building up and going into it and, and then i got distracted and then i just i don't know if you if there's much to say about that part of the process well i did a crochet reinforcement and we had a steaking class at the store a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, but we, so I reinforced both sides of the steak. And I mean, really, I mean, I guess it's all it is is cutting. I don't, I don't know. It, th- yeah, there's a bunch of buildup to it, but then you cut it and. It's more of a visual thing. Yeah. Than a, nah. And you took video. So we'll, we'll post some video of that. We'll try. We'll try. Well, hopefully it is good enough. I think it looked good, but. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it, it was it was weird because as soon as it was done, I mean, I like in in my head, I kind of like envisioned what it was going to look like as a cardigan. But then all of a sudden, it was like done, and I'm like, wow, yeah. holy moly, beep! I just the beep button. Oh, holy, I just cut my sweater in half. Well, not really in half, just down the middle. If you cut it in half, you'd have two whole pieces. Yeah, but it worked. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I I, I was a I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to do it again. I don't know. Is there anything else to say about the steaking? I don't think. I guess so. not. I just <laughs> I pushed the button. So whether you want to talk about it or not, we're moving we're on. We're done. We're here as your number one and very possibly, very likely, only source of Canadian canoes in the entire world, in the entire galaxy, in the entire universe, in Wisconsin. What about the United States? Is there anybody else in the U.S. that does it? There might be, but in the universe, we are the only ones bringing you Canadian canoes. So we got some pretty big time science in the world of news right now. 
It's some crazy stuff. First one, researchers figured out how to turn 3D models into cute knitted toys. And this is very uh, timely as I was just at Beaverdam Makerfest 2018 last, was it last Saturday? Last yep. Saturday at our library yeah. we had that. It was pretty neat. And there were a couple things. One, the library has their very own 3D printer, which is pretty cool. So I got to see that thing in action. Also, I kind of got to see how it works. And it's kind of what I thought, but also not really at all what I thought. It's very interesting. How does that work? It, I mean, What did just, you think it was going to be? Well, I just thought it was going to squirt some goop onto a tray. And then you've got a rabbit. But, <laughs> there's rabbits right there. But it's all, I, it I looks know, like, like the stuff that, like, the material that actually is the 3D printed goop. It's just like, it looks like wire, but it's actually just, uh, it's corn, it's a corn-based. Okay. looks like plastic, but I, I don't know if you can qualify or call it plastic since it's made out of corn. But it's neat, but it's on these big spools, and it spools through, and it gets heated up, and they it sprays onto the thing below it, like, to the point that you really can't even see that it's doing anything. It's, like, that thin that it applies it to the whatever it is that you're making but anyway point being it was pretty cool there was two of those library had one of those there's another company in town i don't know what they use it for but they were demonstrating it and they had like the big uh like the computer stuff set up on tv so you could see you know the plan that they were going on and i don't know that they were they they were probably like drawing and making their own whereas a library they'll just you know download them there are websites that you can go and and download these plans that will you know tell the 3d printer what to do so that was pretty neat and we had um a lady was well obviously knitting doing some hand knitting that was my friend and her son was Jennifer. doing some origami and her and son. that was really fun did they want to be mentioned on that oh i don't know yeah they were there okay so they yeah so they were there and then uh there was some fiber spinning going on and that was a lot of fun because there was like yep. a whole table full of like basically a fleece all spread out all over the table and to my left next to me we had a lady who was doing uh she had a sock knitting machine and that thing was pretty cool it was like a hundred year old sock knitting machine like this big iron contraption with a crank on it and hooks and needles and weights and pulling and i was crazy. gonna ask you do i know who she is i don't know oh because i didn't i I didn't see her in your in your video when you were doing your streaming. Oh, so I yeah, didn't, she was right. I thought I would have. I thought, oh, maybe I know who she is. I don't know. We'll look at the video when we're done. Okay. We'll see. And then her husband was there, so they had two tables. So he was doing. She also does. Um, what was it? No, I guess that was it. She does that, and then uh, has the socks and everything. It's kind of neat to see because they all come off in like one long tube. Yeah. And then she goes back and does the heels and toes afterward. Yep. But he was doing... Oh, she also... Uh, what do you call it? Turns wood? Is that what you call it? Where she basically... She makes all kinds of things out of wood, like pens and hmm. all kinds of round things, bowls, stuff like that, I guess. And he he does things with eggs. Like he has... It's some, it's like a, some Ukrainian word that I don't know, remember what it was called, where you hollow out the egg and then paint it, basically, is what it comes down to. Yep. So very, very fragile work. And he had some of his other eggs there, like he had an old ostrich egg and an emu egg and some other things. So apparently he collects eggs as well, and that was kind of neat. So for that delicate nature, you'd be really good at it. I would, yeah. Yeah. And what else do we have there? Oh, the the big attraction of the day was... The school was, I think it's, I talked to the, like, uh, advisor or head 
adult for the group. And I think it's like seventh through 12th grade or something like that. <laughs> adult. Yeah. And it's a, <coughs> it's a robot club basically. And that was really cool. And obviously that was, that was the, uh, the big, the big, like I said, the big attraction, because that's something you could easily see. You can see this robot running around and doing things and moving things. And, and that was really neat how that was all. That's set really up. neat, but it makes everybody else's stuff kind of look like whatever. Yeah, it's just different. It's a it's robot. Just, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, that's kind of the goal of this kind of stuff, right, is to get other people interested yeah. and involved. There were a lot of kids that came through with their parents, so that was really cool to see. So hopefully some of those kids, maybe they saw that robot and they're like, yeah, I want to do that. And so they get involved yeah. with that at, at some point in the future because all the, all the you know STEM stuff, of course, is really big. And, and uh, we, need, we need more STEM celebrities. We need more Neil deGrasse Tysons and scientists smarty pants is out there and learning do. things um so maybe some of those kids will do that but it was it was just crazy how it was working like the robot had a smartphone attached to it that like the brain of the robot was a smartphone and then on the other side the kids had like a, a video game controller it was hooked up to another smartphone so the two smartphones were talking to each other and telling the robot what to do based on the controls of the smart of the uh video game controller it was crazy it was really neat to watch that and then i was there doing some podcasting and live streaming i actually had the camera set up and li- did a live stream for the uh the whole event uh while that was there so that was fun got to talk to some people who had some interest in audio video stuff and uh, various stuff like that. So it was neat. And I talked to our librarian friend today and she said that she learned a lot from you. She stopped yeah. and talked to you and learned a lot. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was a good time. It was a, a good, a good, uh, turnout. It had a lot of kind of study stream of people coming through. Um, I think including your mother, my mom showed up. <laughs> it was I'm so like, cute. I watched the live stream. I'm like, Oh, well it looks kind of quiet. Oh, Hey, there's Mike's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, it's, and it was a beautiful day, but they're like, yeah, it's, it was, it's a nice day for a drive. And so they just, they came up and then they went and visited the store on the way out of town. And so it was cool. It was fun to see them there. I was kind of disappointed that I saw them on the live stream because I wasn't really very surprised when they came in because I assumed if they were in town that they were going to come in the store anyway. Yeah, they kind of lost some of that surprise factor since I knew that they were already in town. But it was nice to see them. Yeah, it was very cool. And we'll see them again uh, on Sunday. Well, we saw them today or are seeing them right now. If you're listening to this at 3 o'clock on Sunday when it's generally posted. Yeah, they're here right now. They are. They may be special guest stars. So first, news story. Let's get back to this. Along those 3D printing ideas, researchers figured out how to turn 3D models into cute knitted toys. So it's kind of the same idea, but instead of using that plastic material, they have, they're they putting these 3D models into a computer, and the computer is basically knitting it, hooked up to a knitting machine. It's pretty neat. Um... So if you consider yourself a master of the yarn but have grown tired of knitting socks, sweaters, and scarves, researchers at Carnegie Mellon University's textile lab, first of all, the fact that they've got a textile lab at this university, I don't know that that's a common thing. Is that like a fashion and design thing, or is that something at Carnegie Mellon that Carnegie Mellon that's unique to them? No, I think there are several universities that have like a textile department. What constitutes a textile lab? That's my I don't question. Know. Ah. So the Breathe Life into Your Craft is software that can turn almost any 3D model into a knitting pattern. Um, in a preprint paper titled Automatic Knitting, Automatic Machine Knitting of 3D Meshes, CMU's 
Vinya Nara. Oh, good. Why did I not practice this name before that, we that started? Was not very good. So there's these this group of people. <laughs> There's like six or seven people. Detailed the methodology for converting 3D models into instructions that can be followed by a computer-controlled knitting machine, which are widely used in textile manufacturing these days. So apparently these knitting machines are already mm-hmm. in use. Now they're just basically modifying them to follow these computer 3D uh, 3D printed models or 3D models. And now you can make a bunny. Well, and there's a pair of uh, shoes that I'm looking at that are knitted. They're knitted from recycled Yep, knitted shoes are a big thing right now. Yeah. So according to the paper, a human has to tell the software where the knitting machine should start and stop on a given 3D model, but all of the other instructions are automatically generated based on an based on analysis of the model complex 3D mesh, including the path the machine should take as it does the actual knitting. The software also takes into account any limitations of the knitting machine's capabilities so that it doesn't get doesn't generate a pattern that could potentially jam its mechanism due to complexity. Or cause the yarn to snap or tear before the knitting creation is complete. That would be disappointing. So that's pretty amazing if you ask me that. Especially, I'm thinking, like, this is what the, the example that they're using is a little bunny rabbit. And it's got, you know, like, the body and the head and everything is basically one piece. And I feel like that would be fairly simple. But the ears, although I guess knitting machines do gloves and mm-hmm. mittens and stuff like that, yep. huh? Yep. So it probably looks at those ears a lot the way it does fingers in a glove. Mm-hmm. Little different shaping. I mean, different shaping, obviously, but the overall like process is going to be the same as far as how do you separate those two out and bring them back mm-hmm. together and all that kind of fun stuff. So that that is pretty cool. This is also computer knitting. Actually, it's not computer knitting. It's this is kind of the opposite. Sky knit. So you know Skynet, right, Elisa? No, I know Skynet. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Skynet. How an AI took over an adult knitting community. So, obviously, or not obviously, but of course, this this involves Ravelry because everything does. Uh, Janelle Shane is a humorist who creates and mines her material from neural networks, the form of the form of machine learning that has come to dominate the field of artificial intelligence over the last half decade. So, if you remember, Arnold. Mm-hmm. It's a neural net processor, a learning computer. Yep. That's what that is. It's basically a series of computers. Uh, so she's she's done all kinds of different things like uh, candy heart slogans that the, the neural net kind of came up with. Her paint color names are very funny. Or her neural net generated Hall- Halloween costumes such as Punk Tree, Disco Monster. These are not as funny without the pictures, but the pictures aren't even in the article. Actually, wait. If I click on this link, it'll probably take us to... I don't know the, the 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 farty red color. That kind of is. No, there's no pictures here either. That that punk tree disco monster Spartan Gandalf. That sounds pretty good. Starfleet shark. That's fun. So anyway, panda she, clam. She knows a lot about neural nets and and how to feed them information and get them to spit out some sort of interpretation or whatever thought process this various neural net has but uh her latest project still ongoing pushes the joke into a new physical realm prodded by a knitter on the knitting form ravelry shane trained a type of neural network on a series of over 500 sets of knitting instructions then she generated new instructions which members of the ravelry community have actually attempted to knit 
The knitting project has been a particularly fun one so far just because it ended up being a dialogue between this computer program and these knitters that went over my head in a lot of ways, Shane told me. The computer would spit out a whole bunch of instructions that I couldn't read, and the knitters would say, this is the funniest thing I've ever read. Because <laughs> obviously they know what's going on. Um, so the human-machine collaboration created configurations of yarn that you probably wouldn't give your in-laws for Christmas, but they were interesting. The user... I don't know... I... I all these computer usernames. Satikas was the first to post a try at one of the earliest patterns. Uh, reverse shawl. It was strange, but it did have some charisma. Um, so the different networks all attempt to model the data they've been fed by tuning a vast funky flowchart. After you've created a statistical model that describes your real data, you can also roll the dice and generate new, never-before-seen data of the same kind. So basically, you feed this information into a computer and you say, these are all of the acronyms and these are all the, the symbols and numbers and math that you use to make a knitting pattern. Take everything you now know about knitting patterns and give me one. And it leaves it up to the computer then to try to figure out, how do I, how do I build something that's going to make it work? Maybe this is what Stephen West does. It might be. Kind of looks like like some of the examples here. That's kind of what it ends up being. Kind of crazy looking. Um, and that's what it says. But, uh, but all these experiments are happening inside the symbolic space of the computer. In that world, the letter is just a defined character. It's uh, it's not a dark ink on a white paper in a certain shape. A picture is an arrangement of pixels, not oil on a canvas. And that's what makes the uh, knitting project so fascinating. The outputs of the software had to be rendered in yarn. And it, kind of matches because knitting instructions are a bit like code. Mm -hmm. uh, there are standard maneuvers, repetitive components, and lots of calculation involved. Uh, my, my husband says knitting is just math. It's math done with string and sticks. You've done this many stitches and Revelry user Woolbeast in the thread about project. You do these things in the places that that many times and you have a design or a shape. Yeah, and that's what I tell people that they say that they're not good at math and I'm like, but you're knitting. Yeah, you have to be that's all somewhat good at math. You might not be doing like complex trigonometry or something like that, but you're you're doing math. Mm -hmm. Yep. So here's what is it? Uh, instructions for a, a pattern that's got a fun name. It's it's interesting because you can kind of read this. So it would be fun to kind of follow this project along and see what else it comes up with as it learns. And gets better and learns what in practice what will work and what yeah. what won't work, and it's fun because they they some of these people have actually knitted like it says. Um, so here's a an attempt to knit the pattern tiny baby whale soto. <laughs> I don't know where that name came from or what it means, but it looks like just kind of a, a jumble of yarn. But it is a pattern. It's a really long story, so we'll, as always, I'll put this in the show notes uh, for this episode. You go to uh, lisathearnista.com slash podcast, and this will be at the top, and you can take a look at this. Pretty it's pretty fun. fun. Yeah. Now we're going to get away from science a little bit and uh, something a little bit more my speed. Warwick Pub combining frothies and knitting. First of all, calling beer frothies is probably my favorite new thing. This is a story out of Australia. So apparently you go to Australia, you don't get a beer, you get a frothy. Are you sure? Maybe a frothy is something else. No, because this is I've read this story before, Lisa. Believe okay. it or not, I do read these generally at least once before we <laughs> record this show. 
Uh, does, you can't always tell by the way I read things or the fact that I stumble across some of these names sometimes That's and they not surprise an egg me. Cream. A what? An egg cream. I don't know what that is. It's not. It. They're frothy. An egg cream is. I don't. I believe, what's an egg cream? I don't know. Oh. They used to serve them at dine at uh, drugstores. Like a milkshake? I know no, what a milkshake oh, no. is. No, an egg cream. Oh man. Now we're good. So knitting is a fine art that involves skill, precision, and beer. Or frothies, depending on, on where you are. The Criterion Hotel is bringing their own spin to the weaving game during the Jumpers and Jazz Festival, hoping, hoping, hosting a knitting circle during the July spectacle. And manager Kylie Jenner said the unique event was designed to give people the opportunity to take up the skill in a relaxed and friendly setting. And I'm, I'm just really hoping that this Kylie Jenner is not the Kylie Jenner that's in the United States who is... I don't know what she does, but she's really famous. She's one of those people who's famous just for being famous. Oh, it's one, like, uh, one of Bruce Jenner's kids, right? Is that like the uh, Kardashians? Oh, I don't know. No, that's a different group. Is there a Kylie? I can't keep the Kardashians straight. There's... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the same family or not. And Honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm happy with the fact that I don't know whether or not those are the same <laughs> family or different families. Yeah. But anyway, that's the whole... That's really all I wanted to get out of this is the fact that they, they are doing an event where they're basically inviting men to come knit and drink beer good and it's being so you want to go by a lady named kylie jenner you want to go news i can do that here if i want to knit and drink beer i don't have to go to australia for that of course i don't know if i can call them frosties here or frothies so egg creams are frothy but you don't call them frothies. You call them egg creams, right? Yeah, but I've never heard a beer called a frothy either. Well, in Australia, if you lived in Australia, you might have. I'll have to ask uh, some of my... Uh, next time I get an order for somebody in Australia, I'll, I'll email them back and say, hey, I'm packing up your yarn. By the way, what do you call beer there? Well, they also call it beer because it's it's a fine art that involves skill, precision, and beer. But apparently it's like some sort of a slang, fun way to say beer. Like a brew? Like a brew. And our last story of Canadian Canoes. So we went and saw Jumanji, what was it, like three weeks ago? Something like that? Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It was a really good movie. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And then, of course, at the end, we started noticing, hey, everybody's wearing knitted stuff. Knitted hats and fingerless mitts and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and it's something I think that's happening more and more is we are now getting... Oh, no, that's a CAD. We're getting advertisements now for CAD CAD drawers. and. Oh, I was like, that's an ad for a place where you can get a steak with a big well, hunk of chilies. butter on it. I wish they wouldn't be playing a commercial here. But anyway, so there's all kinds of uh, knitted garments and knitted wear at the end of the show or at the end of the movie. And apparently in Black Panther, which we have yet to see and probably need to see because... I heard it's really good. This story was... Oh, come on, man. Comicbook.com is just messing up my whole web browser here. And you know it's legit if it's coming from comicbook.com. But this is from March 4th, so that's like three weeks ago. Black Panther is an officially bonafide phenomenon. With the film on track to make a billion dollars, they really want me to read this new Avengers Infinity War promo poster brings together the heroes and villains story, but 
it keeps jumping down there and it's making me very angry. But apparently uh, one of the characters in this movie uh, wears a Infinity Scarf. And of course, people from Ravelry got involved once again. And they're like, hey, you should give us the pattern for that Infinity Scarf, scarf so we can all make it. And so the uh, the prop uh, or costuming costume designer uh, said, yeah, we can do that. So she enlisted uh, Jeff, is it Gilles probably, who created the scarf while working in, in Black Panther's costume shop to mock up the pattern, put it online. So this pattern is available on Ravelry. And now Jeff is super duper rich. I doubt that. I don't know. Is there a way to tell how many have been sold? Oh, it's free. It's a free download. Oh, so he just does it out of the goodness of his heart. His job is to apparently knit things for movies. But they say it's it's not a beginner scarf. It's, it does uh, not look beginner to me. No, so. there's a lot of stuff going on on this Infinity Scarf, and it looks super cool. Um, so, again, I'll post this in the in the uh, show notes for this episode. So if you want to find it, I'll, I'll post the story, but then I'll also post the, the link to this on Ravelry is within the story. But if you don't want to go searching through all that, I'll just go ahead and post the, uh, the link directly there as well. And this has been happening for quite a while with Ravelry, with the, with the, the popular movies and the, the, the pattern or the, the knitted stuff that's in them. Even when uh, Alice in Wonderland came out with the, the new version with Johnny Depp, the yeah. little uh, mohair mitts that Alice is wearing in there came out as a Ravelry pattern. Sure. Um, and then the Gilmore Seasons, A Year in the Life, can't remember what it's all, I can't remember what the official name is, but um, there were two, I think, two scarves in there that were actually done in Fiber Company yarn. Yeah. So, yeah, they actually released the, they released the patterns with the release of the show, so... That's cool. So they're official patterns because I know mm-hmm. you had the like a Harry Potter book that was it definitely was unofficial. unofficial. It had a lot of cool stuff in there, but yeah, it wasn't uh, official yep. stuff. Yeah. So these were, and I think the I believe I might I believe the the ones from Gilmore Girls they were actually done in Fiber Company yarn, so they were actually their 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 designs. But one was polka dot and tarja or double knit, so I wasn't about that. So. But yeah, it's it's fun to see that more. It it happened a lot too with uh, the Hunger Games and Katniss's. Uh, oh sure, yeah. her little like hunting thing that she had on. So yeah, it's kind of cool because it's getting more people interested in knitting. Yeah, I'm not quite done yet. I'm, I'm close. saying we're done. I'm gonna we're about to wrap up and bind off and weave in our, weave in our ends. You've got what one half of a button left or a snap? Yeah, it's gonna be a little while. So I'll uh I'll post a picture on Instagram this weekend. So by the time this this podcast is up, I'm sure there will be finished pictures on Instagram so and by 3 p.m. Sunday. And hopefully we will have um hopefully we'll have video to share too of me cutting my sweater. We're going to try. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hi Rollo. Well, thanks everybody for joining us here. Episode number 127 is just about to be in the books. Rollo's joining us up at the desk with the microphones. He probably needs something. He always seems to. He needs us. He loves us. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, thoughts, ideas, anything you want to share with us, if you have birthday wishes for Elisa the Yarnista, 
Send those to podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. I'm having a birthday. You're going to have a birthday again. Every year, same time. Seems to work out that way. Shoot us an email. Let us know what's on your mind. And uh, we will happily respond to it on the show. Or if you just have feedback and you want to let us know what you uh, think about something or not. If you need anything to watch uh, over the next week, the new season of Santa Clarita Diet is available on Netflix now. So there's two seasons. Hilarious. It's a TV show. You have to have a strong stomach, but it is hilarious. It's a zombie show. So if you can't handle zombies eating people, you probably shouldn't watch it. But it's Drew Barrymore. It is. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to follow Elise on those social media adventures, you want to see how this sweater turns out with all the buttons and all the snaps all in place, you can go to uh, com in the upper right-hand area-ish. There are links to all those social medias. So the Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, Ravelry's on there, all that good stuff. You can also uh, support us on Patreon for just $5 per month. We'll get you access to the live version of the show as we record each and every week. You can sit and hang out and chat with all the super cool party people and uh, have a good time. You can also watch it recorded, so if you can't make it live, because sometimes we uh, we mix up the days and times a little bit here and there, not too much, but sometimes um, you can't make it live. You can always watch the recorded version, and the chat does now come with that, so that's pretty cool. Otherwise, if you can't or don't uh, want to do the $5 per month, you can come in at a dollar, and there are things that happen from time to time even for that. Um, but it does help us out. It may allow, allow us to uh, purchase a new washer and dryer that have all the safety features as Oh, I'm not going to spin my sweaters out anymore, though. Well, we're going to have to keep the old one just for that. We'll keep that in the corner somewhere for the spinning feature. Just don't put your arm in it while it's spinning. Anything else, Elisa? No, I think that's it. We're I'm good? almost done with my sweater, but All it's right. not going to be done in time. So. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. We will uh, talk to you in seven days. Cheers. And we're twirling, babe, in an open grave, yet to get a fill. But here's the plan. You had your chance asking me to dance. Now it's all or nothing, babe. Only know what they Meat and dairy and be a vegan! Maybe I can! No! They're two different things! So are knitting and sewing, but I can do both! Enough! Send her to the dungeon! Or in this, I'm really enjoying being the jam! <laughs>